Welcome to Classic Comedy of Old Time Radio. I'm your host, Ron Ecklebarger. It's Monday, so it's time for the Bickering Bickersons. This is the fourth of the six full 30-minute episodes of the Bickersons that remain available to us from their 13-episode run as a summer replacement series in 1951. Here now are... The Bickersons, starring Francis Langford as Blanche and Lou Parker as John in a show entitled Blanche's Expensive Injury from July 17th, 1951. And now, Philip Morris presents Francis Langford and Lou Parker, starring in Philip Rapp's humorous creation, The Bickersons, produced and broadcast, transcribed from Hollywood. And now, here is John Bickerson as his other self, Lou Parker. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, and good evening. Before we engage in our weekly marital bout, I'm very happy to announce that the response to Francis Langford's offer to sing songs for the G.I.s has been overwhelming. Did you hear that, Francis? Yes, I did, Lou, and it's very gratifying. Well, in order to take care of the request, Franny, you're going to have to dedicate your song tonight to all the boys at the Letterman General Hospital in San Francisco. To a man, they want to hear Somebody Loves Me. I'd love to do it for them, Lou. So with the help of Tony Romano and his orchestra, this is for all the boys at the Letterman General Hospital. Somebody loves me, I wonder who, I wonder who he can be. Somebody loves me, I wish I knew, who can it be? Somebody loves me, I wonder who, maybe 
now here are Francis Langford and Lou Parker as John and Blanche Bickerson in The Honeymoon is Over. A minor accident can sometimes be a blessing in disguise. Witness the change in John Bickerson as he ministers to poor Blanche, who is suffering from an ankle sprain. John, dear. What do you want now? Don't be short with me, darling. I'm not short. I'm exhausted. What do you want? My ankle is killing me. You better call Dr. Hersey. You don't need it, Dr. Blanche. Your ankle will be fine once you get out of bed and walk on it. I don't think I can walk on it, John. How do you know? Do you test it? Go on, kick the cat a few times and see how it feels. <laughs> Stop it. I should have called Dr. Hersey last night. Blanche, I've done everything for your ankle that a doctor would have done. Didn't I sit up till 2 o'clock in the morning massaging it with chicken fat? <laughs> chicken fat. You and your insane remedies. What do you want from me, Blanche? I can't keep waiting on your hand and foot. If I'm late for work, I'll lose my job. You think more of your job than you do of me. Blanche, I'm late. I stayed up half the night taking care of you. Now I gotta rush to the office and get to sleep. Work. Why can't I call Dr. Hersey, John? What do you want that horse doctor for? He can't help you. He can, too. He took very good care of Louise Shaw when she had her baby, and he can do the same for me. Blanche, aren't you expecting a little too much of a sprained ankle? Don't be so funny. Dr. Hersey's a good doctor, and you know it. Fine doctor. No matter what's wrong with you, he says take two aspirins and call me first thing in the morning. John, I wonder if you're jealous of Dr. Hersey. I'm not jealous, Blanche. I'm just suspicious of a doctor who gets presents from an undertaker. <laughs> You'll be sorry if you don't let me call Dr. Hersey, John. I'm sure my ankle's broken. I won't be sorry. I mean, your ankle isn't broken. There isn't even a bruise. I'm going, Blanche. What about the cat? What about it? Did you fix him his breakfast? No, I didn't fix him his breakfast. There's nothing wrong with his ankle. Let him fix it himself. <laughs> Please, John, it'll only take a minute. What'll I give him? Just give him a dish of cottage cheese and mix in a couple of raw eggs. Eggs? Blanche, why does the cat have to eat eggs at a dollar ten a dozen? They're good for him. Eggs make his coat glossy. Lee's leftover enchiladas are good enough for him. <laughs> They make his coat glossy? Yeah, they'll put a shine on his pants, too. <laughs> Is there any other little thing you'd like me to do, Blanche? You want the windows cleaned or something? I've only got three, almost three minutes before I'm due at the office, you know. I'll manage now. Fine. John? What is it now? I'm worried about the back door. The hinges are loose. They're not loose. I fixed them with scotch tape this morning. <laughs> well, that won't hold. And with you out of the house, I'm worried. What are you worried about? Well, suppose some prowler breaks in here and finds me and carries me off. It'll serve him right. <laughs> Bye, Blanche. Come in. The door's open. Oh, hello, Clara. Blanche, aren't you ashamed to still be in bed at two in the afternoon? I've been up an hour already. I sprained my ankle last night. I can't walk. Oh, that's terrible. Doesn't hurt too much now. Good. Then could you go over and keep an eye on my kids while I'm shopping? What's the matter with you, Clara? I told you I can't get out of bed. Oh. Well, as long as you're going to be in, I'll send the kids over here. No, you won't. I'm expecting Dr. Hersey any minute. 
Dr. Hersey? Maybe I better leave before he comes. Why? We don't use him anymore since he gypped us when little Ernie was born. Charged us $75. That doesn't sound unreasonable. Ernie was no $75 baby. He only weighed four and a half pounds. <laughs> Why, that's almost as expensive as a rump roast. <laughs> well, we never paid him. <laughs> Come in. Well, now, little lady, what's happened to you? Oh, hello, Dr. Hersey. You remember my sister Clara? Indeed I do. Haven't seen you in some time, Mrs. Dollop. How are you? Very well. And how is little Barney? You mean Ernie. Barney's my husband. Clara, if you've got shopping to do, why don't you just... I was just leaving. Goodbye, Blanche. Goodbye, Clara. (laughs) Now then, what's your problem? Oh, I tripped on the stairs last night and hurt my ankle. Well, you better let me have a look at it. Hmm. Pretty bad, isn't it? Well, isn't it? No, I guess you're fortunate. There isn't a thing wrong with it. Of course there is. It hurts. Well, it may be a bit tender, but there's absolutely no damage. My advice to you is to get up and walk around on it, and you'll forget about it in an hour. Would you mind putting a bandage on it? Bandage? Just so John feels he's getting his money's worth. Mm Mm-hmm. Hold your foot up. You know, Doctor, I thought it was going to be heavenly spending a few days in bed, but Hmm? just between us, it's gotten a little dull already. Wish we had a television set. Say, now, that reminds me. They're delivering my new set today. I was going to trade it in on my old one, but, well, you can have it if you like. Well, I insist that we at least pay you what they offered on trade-in. Well, if you insist. It's a deal. How much did they offer? $73.24. Call it 73 even. Oh, Well, just add it to your bill for this call and send it to John's office. All right, Mrs. Pickerson. There. How does the bandage feel? Wonderful. Now, it really feels like a sprained ankle. Yes. Well, um... (laughs) I'll just write out this prescription and we'll be all through. Oh, good. Then I'll have something else to show John. Oh, really, Mrs. Pickerson? Why do you need all these things to show John? Well, you know, he's the jealous type and... He didn't even want me to send for you. Oh, I can't believe that he'd be jealous of me. Well, he is. You should hear the things he says about you. What things? Oh, all sorts of crazy things, like no matter what's wrong with a patient, you tell them to take two aspirin and call you in the morning. And... Dr. Hersey, why are you tearing up that prescription? Hello, Bickerson. Hello. Hey, you really ought to start coming in earlier, fella. The old man's bound to notice it sooner or later. Did he come in yet? He just went out for lunch. (laughs) How's the wife's ankle? Same way. I haven't slept a wink in for five nights. Still can't walk, huh? Not a step. I'm getting housemaid's knee from waiting on her. Where's my samples? Under your desk. You going out on your route now? Yeah. Why? Nothing, only I wish you'd remember to take that apron off. You look like a fuller brush woman. How would you like a punch in the nose, Marvin? Oh, I'm just kidding, Bickerson. No need to get sore. Here, here's your mail. Throw it in the basket. Probably just bills. Wait a minute. Let me look at those letters. Might be something there for my draft board. You can't get off that easy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you, you, you better pay that one. They'll really shut off your lights, Can't you, you know. keep your big nose out of my mail? Sorry. Here's one for my wife's doctor. 
Cheap buzzard couldn't even wait till the first of the month. Enclosed fine bill for 78... Hey, Bickerson. What happened? Bickerson! Talk to me! Talk... Uh, Don't move. I'll get you a little bourbon and water. Never mind the water. <laughs> What's wrong? What's wrong? What happened? One visit and that medical thief sends me a bill for $78. $78. Take it easy, Bickerson. That quack has no right to charge me $78. There's nothing wrong with my wife but a measly sprained ankle. Where's my hat? What are you going to do? I'm going to make him reduce this bill. No doctor's going to charge me $78 for fixing my wife's ankle. You can't bargain with a doctor. Well, then I'll force him to take out her appendix. <laughs> Did you send the bill to John's office like you promised? Yes, I did. Why? Well, he hasn't mentioned it, and I was wondering if he got it. Did you add on the $73 for the television set? Well, certainly. You know you can trust me, Blanche. Oh, hello, Biggison. That's my wife. I want to talk to her. Oh, no, it's just a patient with gallstone attack. Hello? Uh, oh, uh, take two aspirins and call me back in the morning. <laughs> now, uh... What's on your mind, Biggison? I just got your bill. Well, and you promptly dropped in. I nearly dropped dead. <laughs> $78. For what? It isn't worth it. Oh, now calm yourself, Biggison. It isn't a lot of money when you consider the entertainment values. What? <laughs> that $78 entitles you to many an evening's fun. What's that got to do with you? <laughs> Now, look here, Bickerson. Anytime you're bored and think it's too expensive, I'll be glad to relieve you of your burden. Now it comes out. I never did trust you, Hersey. I don't see what you're complaining about, Bickerson. You got the best part of the bargain. Hmm? Those legs are hand-rubbed. Nobody asked you to rub them. Maybe not, but it makes them last longer. I suppose you'd rather I left the job for you. Yes, I would. Well, there's still plenty to do if you're some ambition. There is, huh? Yes, how about a good shellac? How would you like a good shellac? Oh, I had enough of this, Bickerson. If you don't like the television set, bring it back. If I don't like the what? The television set I sold your wife. The one with the hand-rubbed legs. So that's why the bill was $78. Oh, did Mrs. Bickerson tell you about it? Oh, I guess she's saving it for a surprise. Yes. <laughs> that little devil. Oh, you're going to really enjoy that television set. And you got it just in time. I did, huh? Yes, I understand there's going to be a big fight tonight. You can count on that, Doc. <laughs> In a moment, we'll rejoin the happy Bickersons. Right now, it's time to join our roving reporter, Jay Jackson, for the story of his interview with an actual smoker in Memphis, Tennessee. Okay, Jay Jackson. Hello there, this is Jay Jackson. While we've been setting up our microphones here in the beautiful lobby of the Hotel Peabody in Memphis, Tennessee, my assistant has located a volunteer to try the Philip Morris nose test. How are we doing, Frank? All set, Jay. Jay, I'd like you to meet Mr. Wick Richardson of Memphis, Tennessee. Mr. Richardson is not a Philip Morris smoker. Thank you, Frank. How do you do, Mr. Richardson? How do you do? Now, about this test, I'd like to ask you one favor first. Please, for obvious reasons, do not refer to your present cigarette by its brand name. I all right? see. Okay? All right, Mr. Richardson, now let me give you a Philip Morris cigarette. Thank you. There we are. And do you have one of your own brand handy? I do. Good. 
Now, sir, which of the two cigarettes would you prefer to light first? I'll light your cigarette first. Philip Morris first? All right, sir, let me light it for you, then I want you to take a puff. Do not inhale, and let the smoke come slowly through your nose. That's the idea. That was the Philip Morris first, right, sir? All right. Now, Mr. Richardson, let's try exactly the same test with your own cigarette, which I notice is also one of the leading brands. I'll light it for you. You take a puff. Do not inhale and let the smoke come slowly through your nose. There we are. Now, sir, you've tried exactly the same test with both cigarettes, first with the Philip Morris, then your own brand, right? Right. Tell me, Mr. Richardson, what difference, if any, did you notice between the two cigarettes? The Philip Morris doesn't burn as much. And you found the Philip Morris did not burn as much as your own right. brand. Well, Mr. Richardson, you've just confirmed the judgment of thousands of other smokers all over the country who have also found that Philip Morris is milder. Thank you very much. Remember this. The test you just heard is entirely voluntary, and no payment whatsoever is made for any statement in the interview. Yes, try this test. Believe in yourself. And you, too, will believe in Philip Morris. America's finest cigarette. And now back to Francis Langford and Lou Parker as John and Blanche Bickerson in The Honeymoon is Over. It is now well past midnight, and the overworked John, who has spent five days as a household drudge in addition to his duties as a night nurse for his invalid wife, has just gone to the drugstore for medical supplies. Blanche is on the telephone with her sister, Clara. Listen. Oh, it isn't so terrible, Clara. I needed the rest anyway. And John has been a perfect angel. Oh, what did John say when he found out about the television set? You only live two blocks away. Didn't you hear him? <laughs> he got mad, huh? Only for a minute. But fortunately, my ankle began to hurt and he shut up like a deer. I better get back in bed, Clara. John will be home any minute and I don't want him to know I can walk around. Maybe he won't be so nice to me. Well, don't be a fool and let on. Is your ankle black and blue? It was, but it's fading now. I have to keep knocking it with a heavy spoon. <laughs> oh, I hear him coming now. Good night, dear. I'll call you tomorrow. <laughs> oh, when am I going to get some sleep? Is that you, John? Who were you expecting? What? Nothing. Here's the stuff. Oh, I've got to get my clothes off. Where'd you pick up that filthy, wet bar rag? It's not a bar rag, it's my shirt. <laughs> Had a mop up the floor in the drugstore. What happened? I bent over to tie my shoelace and one of the straps broke on my bourbon holster. <laughs> John Dickerson, you didn't wear that thing down to the drugstore. Who didn't? I can't believe you put it on. I never take it off. Where's the funnel, Blanche? Funnel? Yes, funnel. I want to wring my shirt out in a bottle. <laughs> No, I'm just going to put the light out in the bathroom. Well, I'd better set the alarm. He has to get up so early, poor thing. Where's my bed jacket? John? John? Now, what's he doing in there? John? What's the matter? What's the matter, Blanche? Come on out of there! 
Come out of there. What happened? You went in there to put out the light, and you started snoring like a suction pump. Put out the lights, Blanche. Good night. Aren't you going to doctor me? Blanche, there's nothing more I can do for your sprained ankle. Take an aspirin and go to sleep. I'm exhausted. What did you do with the stuff from the drugstore, John? It's on your night table. You didn't bring everything? Brought everything. You got the liniment and the aspirin and the hot water bottle. But where's the elastic ankle bandage? Isn't it there? No. Must have forgot it. Go back and get it. Can't. Drugstore's closed. My ankle pain's terribly. I'll get your bandage in the morning. What good is that? How do I know it'll still hurt in the morning? I'll twist it. <laughs> Please, Blanche, you can get along without the bandage. Just let me get a couple of hours rest. Poor thing, I'm sorry, John. You really must be exhausted. Dead. You want to go to sleep? Yes. All right, dear. Make me something to eat. Eat? I made you something to eat an hour ago. I made you dinner two hours before that. You've been eating all night like you were condemned. Don't shout at me. I'm an invalid. Okay. What do you want? I don't want anything. I didn't mean to holler. I'm just tired. Shall I warm up those eggs again? No. They were too hard, and I can only eat soft-boiled eggs. Well, I can't make them any softer. I boiled them for 20 minutes, and they still didn't get tender. <laughs> Never mind. I'm not too hungry anyway. Can I go to sleep now? Yes, dear. Put out the light. Any minute. Blanche, what are you doing? I'm fixing my face. I have to get ready for bed, don't I? You've been in bed five days. <laughs> Every night you cream your elbows, spray your chin, roll your neck Just when I try to get some sleep Put out the lights I haven't finished my face yet Your face is finished No, it isn't I have to let this grease pack set for ten minutes Otherwise it has no effect Grease pack? It's guaranteed to make you beautiful in five treatments This is my fourth It is, huh? Yes Boy, that fifth treatment must be a pip Oh, that's too bad about you, John Vickerson Maybe your other girlfriends don't have to use face cream. I had to open my big mouth. What a fool I am. I go through torture to look good for you, and you reward me with insults. What torture? I just wish you had to spend a whole day under a permanent wave machine or, or have your eyebrows done. Why do you have to wave your eyebrows? I don't wave my eyebrows. I have them plucked. What for? Because it sets off my eyes and improves the lines of my face. Your eyes are offset enough, and you've got plenty of lines in your face. <laughs> You don't have to pluck your eyebrows for me. Yes, I do. You do not. I like them the way they are, nice and bushy. <laughs> That's a left-handed compliment if I ever heard one. Well, I'm left-handed. <laughs> Throw away that stuff and let me get some sleep. I notice you never complain about Gloria Gooseby's makeup. Now, don't start with Gloria Gooseby. She has to struggle out of 12 pounds of cosmetics before you can even get close to her. I always get close to her and she never struggles. What? I mean, I hate the sight of Gloria Gooseby and you know it. It's not true. You made an absolute fool of yourself the way you followed her around at her cocktail party. I wasn't following her. She was dragging me. She picked up a martini glass I hadn't finished yet. <laughs> oh, sure. Bet I could have the men tagging after me, too, if I could afford the clothes she wears. Your clothes are better than hers. That's what you say. If you want to know something, the dress she wore that night had a big rip in it. Oh, you were seeing things. I know, but she wore it just the same. <laughs> Put out the lights. <laughs> now, how much longer are you going to be with that grease pack, Blanche? I must get a few minutes sleep. I'm finished now. Good night, John. 
Good night. It wouldn't hurt you to kiss me good night, you know. It hurts. <laughs> Funny how seven years of marriage can change a man. Mm. Before we were married, you'd stand in my living room every night and pucker up your lips the minute I came in. Why don't you do it now, John? Because I'm too pooped to pucker. <laughs> Blanche, what do you want? I've done everything a human being could. Why don't you let me sleep? I want to ask you a question, John. In the morning. No, tonight. If I die from this sprained ankle, will you marry again? Not tonight. <laughs> Why don't you answer me, John? Will you ever marry again? Never. I hope my nose drops off if I ever marry again. <laughs> if you had it to do all over, would you marry me? Sure, if I had to. <laughs> sure I haven't been too much of a bother for you? No bother. You've been awfully sweet. Hmm. You're not angry because you've had to cook for me? No. Just go to sleep. Well, I don't want to be a burden to you, John. No burden. You've been so affectionate up to now, and you seem to have changed. No change. Do you love me still? I don't know. I never saw you that way. Listen, Blanche, I'm not going to tell you anything. I have to get up at the crack of dawn and wait on you because you can't walk. Then I have to go down to work. Is that the phone? I'll get it, dear. Hello? Hello? That's funny. There's nobody on the line. I wonder who that was. Why are you staring at me like that, John? I thought you couldn't walk. <laughs> Walk? Yes, walk. How come you leaped out of bed like an acrobat? I thought you had a sprained ankle. Are you angry with me, John? Yes, I'm furious. What kind of a dirty trick is that? Go on, hit me with a heavy spoon. Why did you pretend to have a sprained ankle? Well, I just wanted a little sympathy from you. Blanche, you're the most selfish woman in the world. You're always killing yourself to get my sympathy. Last year, you had your adenoids removed. Six months ago, you had your tonsils taken out. Two weeks ago, you had five teeth pulled. You'll run out of parts before I run out of sympathy. I'm sorry, John. What a trick. I ought to take you Don't over my... Don't you dare threaten me, John Bickerson. I'm entitled to a little rest, too. I work just as hard as you do, and I never have any pleasure at all. Okay, I'm fed okay. with you carry on about every little thing. What harm have I done? Just because I turned you into a okay, human Okay, let's go to sleep and forget about no, it. No, we won't. I'm going to give you a piece of my mind. You've had it come in for a long time. You think you're the only one in... Oh! What's the matter? My jaw can't talk. You can't talk? Mm-hmm. Lie still. Don't touch it. I'll call Dr. Hersey. Now, don't be scared, Blanche. I'm sure it's only temporary. Hello? Dr. Hersey, this is John Bickerson. Yes? I think my wife has dislocated her jaw. She can't talk. She can't move her jaw at all? No. If you're in the neighborhood sometime next week, you might drop in. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Good night, Blanche. Good night, John. Oh, what's the use? <laughs> In a moment, Francis Langford and Lou Parker will return for a curtain call. But first, may I make a friendly suggestion? You've heard the Philip Morris nose test. You've heard that Philip Morris is less irritating. Why not try that test? We believe you will find that Philip Morris is not only less irritating, 
but also more enjoyable, smoother, better tasting than any other cigarette. And now, once again, here are John and Blanche Bickerson as Francis Langford and Lou Parker. Say, Franny, how are you coming along with your new picture? Fine, Lou. Have you signed for one yet? I was just going to tell you about that. Happened all because of this radio program, too. Oh. Last week, my wife was visiting a movie producer friend of ours, and she made him tune in our show. Right after the broadcast, my wife called me with the good news. Lou, you mean... Yep, she starts working tomorrow. <laughs> good night, Francis. Good night, Lou. Good, good night, night, everyone. everyone. Thank you, Francis and Lou, for the curtain call. And for America's finest cigarette, here's another call well worth remembering. Be sure to listen next Tuesday night when Philip Morris again will present the Bickersons. And don't miss the Philip Morris Playhouse this coming Thursday night over this same station when Philip Morris will present Dan Duryea and Lucille Watson starring in Night Must Fall. That's Thursday night for the Philip Morris Playhouse over CBS. In the meantime, don't forget to... The Bickersons came to you transcribed from Hollywood, California. John Holbrook speaking. Please send your questions and comments to host at classiccomedyotr.com. Come back next Monday for another episode of The Bickersons and check in on Wednesday for the next installment of The Bob Hope Show. Until next time, in the words of Anatole France, in art as in love, instinct is enough.